0: going on everybody you are listening to jump master the number one apex legends podcast brought to you by okbeast.com i'm your jump master today alex van Aken, and joining me this week are my squad mates we got andrew taylor what is going on andrew how is it going crew it's dude I'm so excited today. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about season four, all the awesome changes. But I'm very excited because we are joined by Khalif Adams from Spawn on Me. What is going
1: on, Khalif? Can I say how excited and happy I am right now to be rocking with y'all? Like this has been the thing <laughs> that I was hoping would happen this year, and I'm really yeah. excited that it's going down right now. So me too. Uh, dude. I'm, re- I'm real hyped to be to be rocking with you all. Thank you so me much. Too. For me too.
0: Oh, thanks for coming on. Uh, Of course, all three of us play Apex quite a bit, along with our friend Rihanna. We kind of uh, play quite a a, a bit of Call of Duty together, uh, quite a bit of Apex together. So it seemed like a natural fit to get you on here, Ka. Uh, If people aren't aware, uh, will you tell us about Spawn on Me, which is your podcast outfit
1: that you run? Yeah, so Spawn on Me uh, is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color in the video game industry. Uh, We've been doing that, or I've been doing that uh, now for six years uh Man. and uh we you know we just leapt over the 300 mark uh in the end of 2019 and we're still going strong we're knocking it out trying to make sure that people understand that representation is a real thing and that we're trying to make sure that we spotlight all the dope people in the industry getting it done so thank you so much for well, awesome. everybody who's listened and and everybody who continues to, to to check out the show
0: awesome well uh yeah everybody all of our jump master listeners i highly encourage. You go check out Spawn on Me. Uh, it's available wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, it's a, I've been listening to that show for years, uh, and it's one of my staples. So highly recommend everybody go check that out. Uh, and, of course, uh, Khalif, you stream over at twitch.tv slash spawn on me. Is that yeah, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. We do that every Thursday. You can check out our live recordings of our show around 7 p.m. Uh, PST. Uh, I awesome. also play some games and stuff over there when I'm nice. feeling froggy uh, and, and trying to get some, <laughs> and trying to get some uh, wins and some dubs. Uh, so make sure you come and check that stuff out so uh, yeah awesome absolutely. well thanks for joining us Ka. Uh,
0: of course Jumpmaster jump master is a bi-weekly apex legends podcast each episode join us as we discuss the <laughs> latest news tips tricks and experiences as we jump into the apex games this is episode 31 uh where are we at everybody on on apex season four very brief thoughts what how are we feeling what's what's the energy going on in the room andrew how are you feeling
2: I, i'm feeling pretty good um yep. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really know what to expect until they finally launched the trailer of, like, the mm-hmm. season four details. And-
0: well, they kind of, like, strung it along up into the very last minute. Yeah. Like, every time I thought that we were going to be getting actual details, we were getting more teasers, Yeah, uh, which kind of, like, strung out the hype, which which it was, it was like a fun ride, honestly. Yeah, uh, And so I, I also wasn't really sure what to expect.
2: Yeah, and I, I think what we got... Or what we have now is good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like the changes to the map to World's Edge. Um, you know, there's still uh, halfway through the season, there's still King's Canyon to look forward yep. to and ranked. So I'm excited for that too. Uh, the new uh, legend is awesome. I love playing Revenant. I mm-hmm, love for sure. what he's he's cooking. Uh, <laughs> he's he's <laughs> super powerful, super creepy. He might be a little OP, but The more I thought about his ultimate and I know that we'll get into this a little bit further down the line but it it kind of isn't as op as I originally thought it was and I can kind of give an explanation to that and I'm sure Mm. we'll get into it but yeah I mean I really like him a lot and I love the new sniper rifle the sentinel it's awesome but yeah overall I'm happy I'm excited I'm excited to grind the battle pass over the next few months and play with y'all. So
0: I feel that I got to, I got to the very end of the battle pass last uh, for season three. Yeah. And I realized if I had paid more attention to my daily challenges I would have hit level one hundred, yeah, and I'm so angry. I ma- I made it to level seventy seven or seventy eight, um, which which was enough to get to the legendary loot box, so I was happy. But yeah, I miss I missed out on that peacekeeper skin, which is Ooh. which is unfortunate. But yeah. Khalif, how are you feeling about uh season four so far?
1: I'm really excited because I'm I am a a a, a punk for anything that shows like new characters coming out or anything yeah. that shows you know new kits or new maps or any of those changes that were really, really mm-hmm. smart, the way they kind of implemented everything. I was also really excited because I thought we were going to get Forge. And then they said, no, they were like, nah, "Right, you're not going to get that character. Even though they played it all up, did the whole oh, kind yeah. of mini vid doc thing, which was really, really well done. The animation stuff they did um, to tease out season four was so well done. Um, yeah. And then we got Revenant, who is right now, the dopest character in the game for many, many reasons. The VO was fantastic. <laughs> I know we're going to get into it in, into deeper yeah, yeah. stuff, but uh, I'm really impressed with the way that they have um, both marketed season four and the way that they've kind of shared that stuff out to the community. It feels like they are finally kind of like getting their feet underneath them in a really good way that mm-hmm. showcases that they have a, a better understanding of not only what their game is trying to do, but the way yeah. that they want to kind of market that to the community. So that was really, really fun stuff.
0: Yeah. I think this is like, as far as like a character shooter games, a service sort of like marketing piece. Like this is probably like the most impressive marketing stunt that I've seen a game like this. Achieved so far, like it reminds me of like what Overwatch in its prime was wanting to accomplish with its mm. with its like shorts and. But I feel like I I really appreciated how Apex kind of took it one step further, and like you you in game there was like you know tangible like you you can go and loot Forge's death box stuff like mm-hmm. that really I feel like brought the experience and like together in a really awesome way and cut put like a nice bow on it. Mm-hmm. Now I have a question for you: Do you think Forge is the next
1: hero, or are we are they going to let it simmer? Let it wait a little bit. I kind of would love if they never put Forge out. Wouldn't, oh, it be wow. dope? <laughs> Wouldn't it be dope if they just made that one thing for that gag and then they never really came around they to it? They never even like, used them. Yeah, it would be Damn. funky. I, w- I would love for them to be able to do something like that. I mean, at this point, I mean, the thing that we all kind of thought about when they even announced the kit for Forge, uh, shout mm-hmm. out to Jay Frechette for, for doing that work, um, <laughs> was... Uh, you know how is his kit supposed to work in a game like Apex? Like everyone was like, yeah. "Yo, this is Doomfist. We We see what this is." Yeah, um, right? yeah. But it, but it, it feels like even if they do implement that character in the way that they talked about, I don't understand how that character is supposed to fit within the meta uh, of what mm-hmm. we currently have. But I'm, but I'm excited for them to have kind of broached it and, and brought it up. But um, yeah, it, it leaves a lot of questions to be asked about uh, what that thing is going to do for sure.
0: And I, and I don't know if like. If part of it would be like, oh, he's he's been murdered. He comes back. His kit maybe changes. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it was very weird how in depth they got with some of those abilities and in the lore. And so mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. Like how I don't. I really don't know what he would, how he would properly function in Apex, but. Uh, I don't know I, it'd be it'd be cool to shake things up yeah. before we get into uh, the the meat of this episode we have some housekeeping of course you can review us on iTunes uh, and then listen on any podcast platform that you choose uh, Nathan Christian actually gave us a review this week saying first off I wanted to say that I really appreciate all the time and effort y'all not only put into the Jumpmaster but the OKB's OK podcast as well I was a Jumpmaster fan first but quickly came to love the OKB's OK podcast your podcast make my Mondays 20 times more bearable and every other Friday go faster. Uh, thank you so much for that review Nathan. We we really appreciate that. Uh, of course, if you leave a review on iTunes, uh, we we want to kind of read that off and say thank you. Uh, so shout out to you Nathan. Appreciate you taking the time to do, to do that. Uh, of course, check out the OK Beast podcast every Monday along with videos, articles and more at okbeast.com and youtube.com/okbeast. Uh, we've got some great stuff coming in the next few weeks. I think I think February 17th is, is looking like the date we're going to be like showing off some new stuff, putting out some new content, so so stay tuned to uh, okbeast.com. And uh, lastly, support the show, patreon.com slash okbeast, and watch us Monday nights at twitch.tv slash okbeast now so let's get into the topic of the show uh kind of going to break down all of the season four changes we've kind of hinted at we've hinted at revenant we've talked a little bit about the sentinel uh and some of the map changes but we're going to get into the nitty-gritty now um so first revenant let's let's break down revenant because first of all revenant's uh ultimate was not really what i was what i was expecting <laughs> we're, we're... <laughs> Ka, can you can you give a brief explanation of the ultimate and kind of Talk about like your expectations versus what actually was implemented. So first things
1: first, you you, you all get into a circle. You draw a pentagram mm-hmm. on the yep. ground. You get a Ouija <laughs> board out. <laughs> yep. And, and then, and then oh, you do shoot. your all. Then you do your yeah. all. It's, it's one of those weird things where it's like um, the, the idea around it is it seems like for a strategic advantage that basically mm-hmm. gives you the ability for your team to die but come back from death with yeah. no health but it gives you another chance to kind of go back to the position that you were in uh yeah you know, to kind of get yourselves together so you can make that secondary push um mm-hmm. so for you, sure you, you spawn a crystal uh onto the ground uh mm-hmm. then you have to interact with that crystal uh, yeah uh,
0: very just- important yeah we did yeah. not not all of us realize that at first you have to <laughs> hold square on it or i imagine press e or f if you're on pc and And kind of interact with it. Well, I mean, I told you
2: the first time I used him, the first two times I used his ultimate, I just set it on the ground and (laughs) ran away. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just so used to, you know, here it is, like whatever it's going to do, whatever, and I don't have to worry about it. But yeah, I literally just set it on the ground and ran away. And then you were like, yeah, you need to press square. And I was like, oh, God.
1: Yeah. And then you turn into a puff of smoke, and then you go into the fight, and then you wind up dying and you get spawned back at where the crystal was. So and you, and you can only yeah. do that once. Um, so it is your, your reset button for your life for that particular round. But it is, it's interesting in the implementation because of the fact that you don't get your life back. I mean, you don't get your life back, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Um. And, and you still continue to uh, come back into the match, which for strategic purposes is really interesting. I know that we were talking about when we played the other day about you know, this would be really cool that if you have a, a position where you're above your enemy and yeah, you pop yeah. that as the, the ability that you want to use and you're all there, you can go down and get into that fight, lose and come back, still be safe, and then go still back. Still have that, that positional fight. advantage. Yeah, which I think is really interesting as, as a part of as a part of his kit. So, um, Me too. Yeah.
0: I feel like this is really going to enable, I feel like this is the kind of hero that, I could be wrong, but this is the kind of hero that if I'm going to pick to play Revenant, mm-hmm. it's going to be with a certain group of people mm-hmm. um, and people that I know are willing to get sweaty and capitalize on that ult. Mm-hmm. because I feel like if you aren't, it's kind of like a. in my eyes, it's a get out of jail free card and you almost have to go really hard in the paint or it's totally worthless. Like it, it's not really, yeah. I feel like you're better off choosing another hero. Right. Um, Andrew, where, where do you fall on the ultimate? Uh, but before we get into the, the yeah. other abilities,
2: so, either of you can correct me if i'm wrong or the listeners or whoever but from what i understand is that when you do use the ultimate your health is the the you don't lose any shields when you get shot at you only lose the health and then you spawn back and then you have full shields plus one health is that correct Mm -hmm. or do you use when you're getting shot at after you use the ultimate is it taking away your shields and then your health and then you go back and you only have Mm -hmm. shields and one health so I, I it's early days
0: i yeah i think i had shields too i i don't know if i had full shields i at least
2: had like two bubbles of shield you and get that full, you get full that shields when you come that. back yeah you get full shields when you come back oh, plus okay, the okay. one health but what i'm okay. asking is from what i understand is that when you use the ultimate the only thing that is you're being damaged or that's being taken oh, I'm away sorry, is okay, health. Yes. and then you go yes. back and then you have your shields and then no health yeah, you're right. Yep. Because okay.
0: I remember fighting other other revenant players, and when you, if you like focus them down, they die really quick. Okay, um, yeah. and it's way it's a way quicker yeah. uh, time of death time to death versus like fighting an actual yeah. uh, fully kitted player.
2: Yeah, because that I think would be too overpowered.
0: Yeah, yeah to have yeah. a
2: fully kitted player that you have to knock down, them go back, they have shields, mm-hmm. and an opportunity to either replenish their health or say they're around the corner. They can just kill you like right away. Cause they, yeah. you know, mess you up. But I, I like the idea of his ultimate. I like the idea of using it for strategy and getting advantage points on, on other teams and all that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I like it a lot. And his, his tactical like grenade thing is pretty cool too. Um, yes. if you want to talk about that, definitely go ahead.
0: Sure thing. Um, well first, first his, uh, his passives real quick. Uh, he crouches faster Crouch, crouch walks faster and can climb higher walls. I know you were scaling like a two story building when I was, when I saw it, the animation (laughs) looks creepy too. The animation is very creepy. (laughs) yeah so that's like a, that's a really good passive and then uh revenant because he is like a smaller he has a smaller hitbox uh revenant takes five percent more damage similar to like wraith and other characters like that yeah oh um, that explains yeah. that
1: yeah right yeah. <laughs> i forgot about that i was like i'm getting smoked out here super quick oh
0: yeah i, I feel like you can really tell the difference yes um especially because i was playing like i would swap to revenant and then i would play caustic and it was like oh this is like a, a big difference but yeah um, the tactical, like Andrew was talking about, uh, it's called silence, uh, and it is a throwable grenade that deals damage and disables enemy abilities for 10 seconds, which I don't know. I've been on the receiving end of that <laughs> once so far mm-hmm. and I felt like that was a long time. 10 yeah, seconds.
2: As a Wraith main, I can tell you it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, you, it's you, not fun, depending
0: either. on the character, you can just totally break.
2: Yeah
0: somebody's entire kit you know Uh, like all of their useful abilities i don't know like uh, i haven't really hit it seems like you have to hit like pretty precise and like the way that kind of like arches um when you cast that ability i've been having trouble actually landing it when i play as revenant yeah okay good yeah the gauge Um, on the
1: the actual arc of the of the grenade feels off it doesn't (laughs) feel like the same one it doesn't feel like it procs as fast as your normal nades yeah, like like pulling it up getting it ready to throw feels slower than your normal nades and yeah, the arc agree. feels weird
2: I think the arc is actually I think it's a bigger arc
0: yeah it's is like it more, oh like, like a yeah. more yeah a more extreme yeah, arc versus yeah. like your
2: grenade where it's like you know
0: a little more direct yeah forward yep. yeah because like yeah that's the and I don't I'm sure it'll come with time, but right now I'm like, whoa, like I have to like pause. Like I'm like moving my, my right stick, like very meticulously. And by the time I actually throw it, they're out of position. So (laughs) yep, (laughs) it's like, I would like it to be more like a grenade, but maybe that's a little too. I do
2: think it is an area of effect thing though, but I think it It is super close to it. Like probably less than five feet, but
0: yeah. And it seemed like it it lingers a little bit. Um, like it stays around for like three or four seconds before it dissipates. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That that's definitely gonna take some getting used to. I think when like really high level players start to uh, capitalize on that ability, I think you're gonna see a lot of revenant play um, in 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 you know um, matches and tournaments and all that stuff. I think I think this hero will have a very this hero right now at least has a very good kit for that sort of play style. I think so. Mm-hmm. Really excited to see. Uh, People pop off with that. Uh, let's get into the Sentinel stri- uh, sniper rifle. Uh, of course, the Sentinel is the new bolt action sniper, uh, and it, it has a unique ability. Wherein, if you have a shield battery, you can cu- you can press left on the D pad, uh, and you you essentially supercharge this sniper and. It you get kind of a disruptor ability on it where it does extra damage to shields. I've only messed with it a few times. Andrew, I know that you, you've you been raving about it every time <laughs> I've talked to you. What are yeah. your thoughts on, on this on this rifle?
2: I like it a lot. It's probably my favorite sniper rifle. Um, really? It, re- it rewards you for hitting your shots. Yeah. Um, I've only used the charge shot one time and I only landed one shot and it broke the shields right away. So it's kind of like... It's kind of like Kraber Jr. because, a like, bit. If, yeah, because like <laughs> if you if you hit someone with a Kraber shot, um, say I think it's like either gold shields or whatever. I think the shields are hundred percent down plus half your health. This it's like it'll take your shields down hundred percent, like if you land the shot, but it doesn't mm-hmm. take it a- take away any health. If I'm wrong about that, please correct me. But yeah, it's still early days, so yeah, well, it's hard. It's hard to gauge to exactly know. how much damage it it does, but mm-hmm, for sure, I, the the charge shot hitting that does feel really great. Um, but yeah, there's just something about bolt action rifles that I just I love so much. It sounds um,
1: terrifying too when you yeah. charged it. Yes, up. Yes, yeah, it really I was does. Like, what is that sound? Yeah, that and the animation the is, is
2: the animation is awesome too when you're charging it up. Um. But yeah, no, so far, I love the gun. It's probably my favorite sniper rifle. Um, It takes a little while to get used to, for sure. It's definitely, you got to be way more patient with your shots. It's not like the triple take or, you know, the G7. Mm -hmm.
1: Um,
2: So yeah, it's, but it, it like I said before, it rewards you by hitting your shots, and that's that's what you need to do anyway so <laughs> uh
0: now khalif okay. how yep. do you feel about it being another sniper rifle that was introduced are you are you cool with that like what how do you feel about them, them really enforcing that meta on players and really encouraging that with the new weapon
1: well i mean i feel like this map of all maps so far between the two that have, that we've had a chance to play on this 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 map rewards sniper play in a good way like mm-hmm. there's more verticality in, in the maps. There's it's kind of more spread out in, in more open areas that you have to traverse when you're trying to get from one POI to the, to, to another. So it's one of those yeah. things where it feels like them rewarding people again, like like Drew was talking about, saying like, hey, if you're good with a sniper rifle, we're going to give you places to play with it. I like mm-hmm. the fact that they, they divvied out different ammo for snipers in a good way, too. Or at least me is that just for sniper is that just for the sentinel or is that just
0: No, uh, that you're right. That is for all snipers now.
1: Yeah, which um, I also except like except for too. the G7, which is weird, but which is super weird cuz also the G7 doesn't feel like it's an actual sniper rifle. It feels like it's a it's a bolt action DMR more than anything else. But mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that they have, you know, made those changes too kind of changes the way that you think about when you're going to take those fights because it changes what you put into your kit. Yeah, Which I like, that's true. Which I like too. Um, so that's, that's really smart. I love the way that they've kind of made those, uh, quality of life changes and, and, and mix it up a little bit.
0: That wasn't even something that I would really thought about. Like, yeah, like you have to make that conscious choice. Okay. This match, like I'm not just picking up energy ammo and yeah, I'll rock a triple take until I find a havoc or something mm-hmm. like you're making that conscious choice. Okay. I'm like, I'm sniping this match. Like, let's get it into the, let's kind of set into that mood and, and play style and see what happens. So, mm-hmm. uh, I like that. Like as a, I feel like I was always non-committal with the snipers. Like I would pick up, (laughs) I would pick up the energy ammo. I would find a charge rifle and I would kind of play that until it didn't suit me. And then I would just drop that off and pick up a havoc, like very late game. Yeah. Um, whereas now it's like, okay, I have to actually like, I have to commit if I'm going to do this, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so I, I really like that, uh, that change for sure. I feel like it makes it, um, more of an intentional, um, play style. So and that's also, super cool.
1: Really quick. It, it also feels yeah. like them adding that charge function to that one particular sniper rifle mm-hmm. changes the way that you think about hop ups too. Cause it also it really makes you think about, Oh, well if you have this charge, you know, you can charge this with a, with a, with a battery and, and alter the way it shoots. What other cool things could you do with some of the things that are already around in the map that you can then use as like your shift key to change the oh, way that those guns kind of shoot and, and kind of interact? Yeah, with that. that would be dope. I'm I'm curious to see what they what they if they keep doing this, yeah. uh, kind of change.
0: Yeah, because I to me that's much more refreshing than just oh here's another hop up like yeah. I, I feel like okay we have we like you said we have these these items that are already in the game. How can they all augment what's there? Yeah, and it just I feel like when you start getting to that place you get to a very exciting place when you start embracing that stuff mm-hmm. um and and like you said, like you okay, it, it, then it goes down to like the, the minute details of how am I managing my inventory? Like, am I going to carry more health items and less ammo, but I can then use that extra those extra shield batteries to charge the shots I do have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that stuff is really exciting as a player. It's risk reward, and I
2: think yeah. oh yeah, I think for that's sure, a cool yeah. I think that's a cool thing to implement into this game. Uh, so yeah, Absolutely. like like Haas said, I would definitely like to see more of. The things that are in the environment that maybe the weapons can interact with you know i like the idea
0: well speaking of the environment andrew how are you how are you liking the map changes because for for those who are unaware maybe you're maybe you're just tuning in and you haven't had a chance to play yourself yet uh the big map changes are one the planet harvester which is uh in the center of the map it's as massive uh plant harvester it's like it's a giant laser beam uh giants like science looking complex with like a lot of different doors and hallways that you can go down it's two levels it's really cool looking uh and then they split the capital city in two um so there's now fragment east and fragment west uh and those kind of have i feel like capital city is like more fun now
2: honestly but we'll get to that in a second more fun yeah, yeah like that's that's honestly my favorite change Is the fact that they've mixed up capital city where it's just not this. I feel like it's kind of, it was kind of a cookie cutter city before, but like now that they've really just kind of given you the option to either land on one side or the other. And, you know, there's buildings that are like smashed to the ground now, which I think is like a really cool, like environment, Mm -hmm. like aesthetic and all of that. So, and there's like the the crack in the earth and you see like the lava below so I think it, it like it all looks cool and from what we've played so far it it's fun too like it's the, the changes are fun it shakes that whole area up a lot because I think it feels
0: that, that area feels I mean well one there's like an awesome choke point now in, yeah in the bridge yeah. but also I feel like. Capital city always used to be really hard to engage in. You're either in the, co- you're either up close in the combat or you, you were just in the, you couldn't really get to it because you had to kind of navigate that, the grid of the city. Yeah. Whereas now I feel like there's buildings that are blown open. Like there's building that are missing, uh, like rooftops. And like now you can have, there's more line of sight. I feel like yeah. in capital city now, and I'm in pretty addition sure to like choke points.
2: Yeah. I'm pretty sure that building that fell over, that's like the bridge that connects those i think you can go inside that building if i'm not mistaken. oh that's
0: cool i haven't done
2: it yet uh but i think you can i think there's some stuff in there i am not sure but um yeah overall i like that change um i haven't spent a lot of time at the earth harvester at all
0: planet harvester feels it's definitely going to be like at least in my eyes one of those like early game spicy drops because Mm. there's just uh and on the like it's weird. It's kind of set up in like, uh, I guess I would describe it as like rings and there's an inner ring and there's an outer ring. And then each of those rings has a, uh, a second story. And if you're in the inner ring, there is just a ton of, um, of crates to open. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for that reason, like that could be like a, a new hot drop. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't really, I've only dropped there like probably two or three times.
1: Um, I think we had a really good fight. In, in engagement when we were over there like towards the end of the I night when you're we last right. played. And you're was, right, you're absolutely right, yep. And we had this really nice fight where we were, the, the ending of the circle or the, one of the last circles were were was right over that POI and we were kind of yeah. sitting in there and somebody randomly sniped through an open door and we were like, yo, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> and why, yo, like where did that come from? But it was cool yeah. because it was a thing that we hadn't really experienced before. Mm-hmm. And it made us have to kind of maneuver out of the space that we were already safe in to yeah. go engage with. Those we folks. kind of locked it down already. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you were
0: playing revenant and you were sniping, and I was like laying down traps, like just watching the doors. And yeah. I was like, oh, we have to move now.
1: It, it feels like, um, uh, what was it in the? Oh man, I totally forgot. I just flaked on it, but it was like the, the bunker. The, Yes, it was like Bunker. It felt like Bunker again, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. you, where everybody kind of went in there. You had these really smart uh, choke points. You knew which way to get in and out, but mm-hmm. you really didn't have a, an ability to do so if you kind of like locked yourself in, which which yeah. was fun. I like that. That was super cool. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: that, that's a great way to put it, man. And then there's a couple more changes that I haven't... We've, we're only a day in, so I haven't gotten to see all of these yet. Mm-hmm. Um, one are the updrafts. And I have experienced this. If you happen to fall into the lava fissure, um, that it is kind of separating the map there is an updraft that carries you back up so you if you don't fall to your death now but you do take uh, you go really slow and then you take damage but it seemed like there might be some sort of like almost like uh, I, I guess like some sort of an advantage to jumping in and using the updraft huh. because the camera zooms out in third person and you can see all around you and so I don't know if if that will lead to any cool plays or not, or if that's just like a mechanic to, if, or if that's just like the safety net of like, oh, hey, we busted the map open in two, uh, and we don't want people ending their games too early.
1: Well, I mean, so I don't, I don't I mean, know how I mean, that's going to I mean, with the, the way that the, the third person mode worked the last time I played Oh, yikes. I was like, uh, I can only play this map. I can only play this mode with an EVA. This is the only thing yeah, right? I can actually right? shoot with. Uh, I don't know. It will be cool to see if someone like floats out of that thing and has, you know, learned enough to shoot people with that in that third person. Yeah, I don't know. To be able to get a kill from that. That would be really dope. I can't find Yeah.
0: Uh, I can't wait to see the cool plays. Uh, last two play, last two editions are one the survey camp. This is a new smaller POI, uh, and we are reading this from Polygon, by the way. I linked it in the show notes. Uh, it's written by Austin Goslin, uh, and we're reading the map update right now. And survey camp is described as quote uh, a small POI in the snowy fields between the epicenter and Skyhook. So I don't, I don't think I have been here yet, um, but I believe that it, inside of uh, the survey camp are weapon racks, and and I think there are like guaranteed weapons there or something. So if you mm-hmm. drop there, you're always guaranteed a weapon. I think, is yeah, how I've, that I've works. I've seen
1: people play it, and yeah, okay. it's just like stuff hanging on the wall, and you just grab okay, it. Okay. It's, it's basically like uh, from the training mode with those are okay, like in okay. a room, and you can go snag a weapon. Uh, so you guarantee that something. makes sense.
0: And yep. is it do you know if it's like okay, it's always going to be hemlock, it's always going to be R3 or one, or do you know if that changes? That might be too
1: early to know i I don't don't know know. that i don't know i I don't know if it's a random every every map but okay you you are able to go snag a weapon from those spots okay that's good to know yeah
0: um especially for like late game it hasn't been looted uh you can maybe find a find a decent weapon there i think um but yeah so that's like the i would say that's probably the majority i would say that's the biggest changes um there are there are also updates to uh weapon accuracy the, the, there's a long list of patch notes i have it linked in the show notes so everybody can go check it out and see how each individual weapon has changed big big change though is that the l star and the devotion have swapped places so the l star is now a common weapon uh, that uses energy ammo and the devotion is now uh, a crate weapon exclusively which can you is hear like, me
1: booing from, from here? Can you hear me?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I can hear you. Because, like, right, like the, the devotion used to be so good. And maybe that's why they did put it in the crate. Because if you had a fully kitted
1: devotion mm-hmm. with a turbocharger, I feel like you were unstoppable. Yeah. I feel like L star just stands for you're going to lose star. Easy star. You're just going to lose. Um, yeah. Because right? every yeah. time I pick that thing up, I lose. I die. Yeah. I d- have no uh, ability to get a kill with that thing, no matter how much you shoot it. So I, I guess
0: now, like, on the plus side, I can learn how to, like, shoot doors open or whatever. Like, they were, like, <laughs> teasing early on in the L-Star days. Uh, Andrew, how do you feel about this change?
2: Um, I'm a little bummed about it, just because I loved using a devotion. Um, mm-hmm. And so to see this change is, is different. Yeah. I guess it's just something I'm going to have to get used to. One thing I noticed with, you know, them swapping it out and the L-Star being you know, like a main weapon now is that you can, I think you can only pick up like a specific amount of ammo for it. I don't know. It's really weird. Cause like in the ammo counter, it just shows like the ammo that's in the gun, but it doesn't show any reserve ammo. So I don't know if maybe they haven't huh. changed that yet.
0: I wonder I if that's know. a, I wonder if that's a bug.
2: Yeah, that might that be maybe, a bug. So I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because as far as I understand it
0: reload. Oh wait, no. Uh, I'm looking at this patch note, same, uh, same doc from Polygon in the L star description. They said reloading has been rev- removed and the L star will overheat after sustained fire. So best to fire. Oh no. So it sounds like it fires the same, uh, but there is no reloading. So okay. I think similar to the old L star, you had to exhaust the entire weapon. Mm. And then maybe after that you can, then you're able it. to I'm, pick
2: up energy. weapon. I don't know. It's, maybe. it's weird, but yeah. Yeah. It's a change that we're, definitely going to have to get used to. I yeah. I I hated the L-Star at first, but then I finally kind of came around to it eventually when they made Once they added the it. digital
0: threat to yeah. it, I felt like it really changed yeah. that weapon, but now yeah. that that is not attached from the beginning, I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. it's kind
2: of back to its old state.
0: Um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um but yeah, those are probably the biggest changes in, in terms of weapons besides the the new Sentinel. Um how are we feeling anything else before we want to get to the news like how do you guys feel about the battle pass? We haven't really talked about that. Are you are you guys excited about the skins that were shown off and all that? Yeah, I
1: mean the skins yeah. the <laughs> skins are, have been pretty good. I mean, I think that they've done a good job in the past couple of um, iterations to kind of build out some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, it is always the, the the newest characters gets the best stuff. Yeah, uh, So Revenant, I'm sure, is going to have, like, crazy dope skins. But, you know, we'll see what the rest of the, the crew gets. Yeah, um, for sure. Really quick, there was one thing I saw in the past that I think was really interesting and I didn't see it before. Was that Bloodhound, when you down a, a player, adds five seconds to Beast of the Hunt timer. Oh, wow. It, and it's possible to exceed starting time with successive kills. Which ah. is interesting. Because if you're a Bloodhound player, you know, uh, Beast of the Hunt is kind of a, a risk reward as well. So it's like gives you for sure. situational awareness to be able to figure out where people are because everybody glows red and everything goes kind of black and white. But you didn't really get anything for killing uh, enemies when you were in that, in that mode, like when you were using yeah. the ability. It didn't really do anything but give you uh, situational awareness. This yeah. is cool because then it extends it. So you really, which also to,
0: extends that because isn't there a movement speed with uh, movement speed buff with Beast yes, of the Hunt? Yes, yes, yeah. because uh-huh.
1: it's it's like it's great because then Beast of the Hunt, I would always use it as my my closing ability. So it's like once we're into those last couple of rounds, you need to third party or you need to okay. you know push that last group. You throw Beast of the Hunt on, and then you all push real hard, right? And yeah, yes. Yeah. But now sense. if you can do that, and if you're in that in that in between space where you've just gotten enough. Uh, space between you and the next crew you can get a kill and continue to do that and keep pushing which is really interesting so that is very cool yeah I'm excited to see how that's going to play because I, I just didn't play Bloodhound yet since, since uh, season 4 dropped so I want to see how and that's going to work hmm. yeah because like as a I don't play Bloodhound very much
0: like their kit is very much one that on the new map I haven't found as much use for and maybe that's mm-hmm. just because even on Kings Canyon I never re- really used Bloodhound uh, in any sort of like huge way. And I always kind of use them as like, Oh, Hey, you know, my, my friends are here. Like I'm going to, I'm going to try bloodhound today, yeah. but I never really got great at their kit. Yeah. And the fact that like this, this kind of like is more of uh, an enticement to kind of dig deeper in mm-hmm. that character because man, I could, like, I'm just picturing like, like you saying like, okay, we're taking down one, one, one crew. You chain it. Then there's another crew. Like, I'm imagining Endgame yeah. being very fun with Bloodhound. Yeah. So Yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm. I feel like... That's a great change. Bloodhound has come a really long way from where they were, like, when they first were introduced into the game. No, why, why do you say that? Because, like, I feel like I see so many more players play Bloodhound now. Mm, and yeah. I feel like they've tweaked their abilities a lot over the last mm. couple of seasons. And I don't know i guess they've definitely become more relevant i
0: do see a lot more bloodhound play yeah Yeah. not for me but from my teammates yeah
2: i I, I honestly think it's because of the world's edge like because it's such a massive map when you use that's a good point yeah when you use bloodhounds like passive or what is it
0: yeah it's they're passive Yeah, the the passive tracks tracks footsteps yeah Yeah.
2: so like yeah i don't know i'm glad to see that there's more bloodhound players out there so
0: nice I didn't really, yeah, because I didn't really think about that. Like on King's Canyon, if you kind of know, like that map is so tight and, and constricted that like there's only really like one or two places like the enemy team went. Whereas with like World's Edge, like there's a lot. I feel like there's it is so open. Like yeah. having that situation awareness is yep. is nice for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Um, that kind of concludes our our season four. Uh, deep dive into we, we, we kind of talked last episode if you missed it uh, Andrew and I kind of went into um, more of the details on ranked and 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 all that stuff so if you're missing that info go check out last episode uh, to get filled in on that stuff um, let's get into the news and articles we have one piece of news this week besides you know the massive the massive stuff that we just talked about uh, and this news comes from Engadget. gadget the writer is Jessica Condit and the headline reads apex legends is the next big game to try to crack China Mobile market, um, and the article begins quote: During its earnings call last week, EA confirmed that a mobile version of Apex Legends is definitely in development, uh, and this is definitely something that that we've known about. Um, but yeah, uh, it continues. Executives didn't say when it's expected to launch, but they did mention they're building the smartphone the smartphone version with a partner in China. Uh, mobile games in China are two things you're going to hear a lot about as the video game lead, heads into 2020. Mobile is the most lucrative and the fastest growing segment in gaming, accounting for 46% of the industry's total revenue last year, according to zoo and it makes sense. Sure, Microsoft has sold 50 million Xbox Ones. Sony has unloaded $102 million ps4s and nintendo distributed 53 million switches but there is an estimated 3.2 billion people with smartphones in the world in the u.s and canada 80 percent of children teens and adults own a mobile device uh, and 74 percent of these folks play games on them at least once a month um and so the the article kind of goes on, um, and it's uh, it's talking about how Activision partnered with uh, Tencent to create Call of Duty Mobile, uh, which launched in October of 2019, and how that saw a lot of success. And now it seems that EA is kind of partnering with a company in China to follow a similar path. So I just wanted to hear, uh, Andrew and Khalif, like your takes on this. Do you think Apex is suited for mobile i mean i honestly wouldn't say call of duty is suited for mobile but here we are right like mm-hmm. how do you feel about this cop
1: i mean that's the interesting part of that whole scenario right it was when i heard that oh PUBG is going to mobile and then call of duty is going yeah. to mobile i sat in my <laughs> room and laughed and cackled and i yeah. was like yeah okay whatever this is never going to fit into the mobile space in a reasonable way and i was totally wrong in yep. my my estimation, about that because they had ridiculous amounts of adoption to the to, to mobile, they yeah. had v- fairly decent tournament play uh, that they did on a couple of occasions, and it's interesting. I to, didn't see that. That's interesting. Yeah, like it, like PUBG in, in a in a really interesting way, kind of. Kind of like broke the mold in some ways because everyone was looking at Fortnite Mobile for a while. Can I even yeah. say that word on this podcast? Is that, is that like blasphemous? <laughs> that I is burn? totally allowed. That is totally allowed. Um, um Fortnite Mobile kind of broke the the mold because they had figured out crossplay, right? So they were like, "Oh, we mm-hmm. have figured out ways that you can play with your friends wherever you want to go." PUBG was like, hey, we're gonna implement, you know, this kind of gameplay, but we're gonna give you some bots so you don't feel bad about when you, when you, when you're trying to play and you can get some wins on on mobile. For sure. Call of Duty did a really, really cool thing by making it so that the controls felt good on mobile in a way that I don't think PUBG or uh, Fortnite was able or, was ever able to get to. Yeah. So depending upon who uh, EA and respawn kind of partner with, will determine a lot of how that's going to work. The thing that I'm really excited to to figure out is if they're gonna do any mobile to console or mobile to PC tie-ins with the yeah. content that they bring over to mobile and see what the cross pollination is gonna be between those th- you know, those three platforms, right? For sure. how they're gonna how they're gonna implement that stuff. Will you get mobile only skins? Will you get stuff that you can do in the mobile format? Oh and no you can, I
0: really hope not. I don't want mobile
1: skins, but I hope that there are like ways that you can Play things on mobile that will unlock things in all the places. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be smart. It it will be also interesting just to see if they uh, jump in bed with Tencent because Tencent right right now is the evil word that everyone's like, oh, Tencent is buying up everybody's stuff. So, yeah. We'll see how it plays out.
0: I don't know how I feel about all this. And it's mostly just like a confusion on my end because. (laughs) I I was home for for Christmas break uh, this past this past month and I didn't have time to hook up my PS4 but my family wanted to play Fortnite together so I downloaded it to my my iPad uh, and we cross played but then I I hooked up my Dual Shock to my iPad and played that way mm-hmm. and it was very clear that I was in lobbies with people who were not doing that and I was. I tell you I, I had there was several games in a row I got like 10 plus kills I'm like this seems very uh-huh. broken uh-huh. Uh, and I'm so I'm like I'm like I don't think we've still figured out how to get past that hurdle yeah. in terms of like these well it, well I guess Call of Duty isn't crossplay with the regular game but um Fortnite at least it was just it was I don't know how like how they kind of rectify this or if they can if they've kind of dug themselves a hole that they can't get out of like in terms of that like mobile market because there are so many different ways to play. And so I don't know. I got, when I see apex legends mobile, like sure. If, if everybody's on an equal playing field, I, I think that could be a really fun experience. But then I'm like, then I kind of, am having those flashbacks to my Christmas break when I was just wrecking people. <laughs> so I don't know cheating. how I feel about that. When you yeah, were cheating. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like oh, these poor people don't didn't see the the latest iPhone patch notes, like, uh, and like I'm just like decimating them. So I I don't know I don't know how to feel about that, but it's 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 really exciting uh, at the very least that this is even like that these are, that these are even problems that we are having to solve. Yeah. I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Um And are you gonna are you gonna play a ton of ton of Apex Legends Mobile at release?
2: Uh, no, but <laughs> the idea is cool. And it's, it's exciting to see a game that I really enjoy get more eyes on it. Um, there you go. As yeah. if there already isn't enough, but you know what I mean. Like having people oh, yeah. find an avenue to check out this game finally. Maybe they don't have a console and they only have a mobile phone and like
0: yeah, I think that or think even that's if cool. they have one, and this is the gateway to get them involved. Yeah, with the, yeah the, You know, so, yeah. the kind of flagship experience. Yep. Uh, well, cool. That is our news segment for the day. Uh, and now we have our fly together segment. If you missed last episode, uh, this is a new segment that one of our listeners suggested and uh, every week or every episode. Now, uh, if you are looking for people to play with, you can email us. Hello at okbeast.com with a subject line, fly together, uh, jump master and uh, send us your Xbox gamer tags, your PSN, your origin IDs. And uh, we will share them with the listenership and uh, you can kind of get a squad going. Uh, this week's fly together uh, is from Nathan. Nathan writes in, uh, and Nathan's Xbox gamer tag is Ace Crusader 15. That's exactly how it sounds. No spaces. Ace Crusader 15. Uh, Nathan says I'm a lifeline main and have almost 2000 lifetime kills. Dang. Uh, a thousand with bloodhound. And I'm looking for a more consistent ranked team to play season four with because I'm trying to play on Kings Canyon. Uh, so there you go. If you're looking for, for a really skilled lifeline or bloodhound, Go play with Nathan at Ace Cru- Ace Crusader 15 on Xbox. Nathan, thank you for the, taking the, the time to write in, and we hope that uh, you find some people to play with. I love that. Next. That's great. Yeah, like this is something that I I I am really happy that uh, our listeners suggested this because. Uh, you know, we on this show we talk about one game, and so it can be like <laughs> I feel like it's a great way to. Normally, we wouldn't do this on our other shows, but this is a great way to kind of uh, bring the Apex community to, together in a small way. So, yeah. um, shout out! I think it was Ernest that suggested yeah. that last episode. So, shout out to Ernest. Um, it's a very cool feat, a very cool uh, segment of the show that I'm looking forward to. Um, up next, we've got our character of the week. Of course, every episode, our friend of the show, Steve Fontana, uh, from Nintendo dual screens podcast writes in a character of the week. And, uh, if you're new to the show, maybe this is your first time listening. This is kind of like a, a chance for us to kind of get the, get the creative juices flowing. Imagine, uh, what uh, some new legends would, would play like and what their lore would be. Uh, and actually I think we've seen in the past, Steve has written in, character of the weeks and we've seen some of that stuff play out and in- in in Apex itself so you know Steve you've got a bright future at at Respawn ahead of you thank (laughs) you for for sending us another character this week's character of the week is Nicholas Nicholas is uh, the the nickname is the butcher and Nicholas is a support character Uh, and the the, the lore that Steve wrote uh, is Nicholas comes from a long line of high end chefs oh that's cool Uh, (laughs) his father grandfather and all his aunts tried to show him the nuances of cooking but Nicholas seemed to only be fascinated by the butchering of animals that's very dark steven uh soon this became an obsession and he now has a bloodthirsty desire to butcher animals and feed them to the legends of the apex games he will feed them at any cost and if there are no animals well first of all b- before we get even to the abilities
1: <laughs> we could do a hell. whole episode just on <laughs> yeah <that. laughs> so oh, first shoot. of all nicholas is, nicholas is 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 Peter friendly as we see
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> He's on the please sure. eat the animals side of
1: people. Oh yeah,
0: man, that's wild. Oh my god, that's. So I good. think this is actually playing on. There is some flavor text somewhere in Apex. Uh, I think it's Bangalore. Actually, Bangalore has a voice line that references um the butcher cart or something like that. Yeah. Um, which the is like cart. after the games are meat over, or the butcher comes through.
2: Meat wagon. Yeah. The
0: meat wagon. There you go. Yep. Uh, so that's very cool that you pulled from that, uh, Steve. Uh, so, Nicholas's passive ability, or Nicholas, whatever. Uh, the passive ability is fresh meat. Uh, when Nicholas kills an enemy, uh, not killed, not downed, uh, chunks of meat are spawned. These chunks help heal hp of nicholas and a squad when picked up they vary from five hp healed to 30 hp healed and one meat chunk to five from one meat chunk to five this is this is very deep uh, <laughs> as long as the squad isn't picky on what the meat is made from what the hell Ooh. <laughs> i i actually like this like if I'm, I'm not gonna dive too deep into that but like the the, the the picture of like killing people and like picking up their meat like that is That is dark, but it is a very interesting mechanic, Steve Fontana. Um, The tactical ability is called cover from above. Nicholas shoots above him and a giant flying creature drops in front of him. This animal can be used as cover in a pinch. That's really cool. I I like that like that.
1: That's dope.
0: Mobile cover. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Ultimate ability is a cut above the rest. Nicholas goes on a rampage with dual meat cleavers. He sprints at an increased rate, and his melee damage is increased. Any kills with this activated will drop five times... Oh, it'll drop five chunks of the 30 HP meat. That's interesting, for sure. I wonder... I wonder if we would run into similar issues that we were talking about with forge. Like how would a, how would a melee focused hero work, especially mm. on like a big map, like world's edge. Yeah. But I, I kind of like that. Like maybe you're stuck in, maybe you're stuck in the planet harvester or you're in caves somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you, you activate that ult, you go in and maybe you do like a, just like
1: really fast hits with, uh, with cleavers. I don't know. Like, but I, I like the concept Steve, for sure. I kind of think that you can use, so like, in, in, that, in that vein of thinking about Forge and now Nicholas, who I, I absolutely love because I know his skins are <laughs> going to be fantastic. <laughs> uh, he had the best skins on the planet. Right. Like the, one of the things you always find in the end of a round is that you're trying to do two things. You're trying to, one, suss out where the other enemies are. Uh huh. you're also trying to figure out how you can single out one enemy first, right? Yeah. You're trying to figure out how you can move, remove one person from the pack so that you can make everybody else have to react to that one character or yeah. mm-hmm. getting killed or knocked down. Right. So then everyone focuses on Nicholas and then you can flank, right? Or you kind of do mm-hmm. that split cover where you're like, all right, so Nicholas, you go, you go get that one character and then go snag him, beat him up. You may not be able to kill him, but you've done enough damage and you can get him really low. Yeah. And then everybody else pushes. You either kind of push I like with that too, Nicholas, yeah. or you kind of push the other parts of the team. And There's he can kind of go him.
0: like the he could go the way less traveled. The way less traveled because he has that mobile cover that he could call down if he needs it. So yeah. he could really like be the rushing force while the rest of your teammate kind of safely goes around from cover to cover. He can kind of go in like Head first
1: and and you know have a little more a little more survivability for yeah, sure yeah or you can so. soften people up and then have him get the last kill he drops me mm, for, for the team yeah you continue to push that would be dope too I like that I like that a lot nice because I, I feel like we like. I feel like we need
0: more support characters in apex right now. Yeah. I feel like lifeline is really the only, like what I would consider to be like a true support hero, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the traditional sense and pathfinder yeah, pathfinder is more of a utility, you know, like, but like when you're in the fight, if pathfinder doesn't have his old, there's not much support going on. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like somebody like lifeline, you know, you have the, um, the shield when you pick people up, like you have the heal bot, like, that, uh, her kit is truly like a support kit. And if we could have another character that dropped health or, um, could provide like cover, like, I feel like that, that could be a really cool, um, addition yeah. to the meta. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that uh, that let's get shit. to the, the last part of the show. Listener questions. If you want to be the part of the show, tweet us at OKBeastNow now with the hashtag JumpMaster or email us hello at okbeast.com with the subject line jump master podcast question uh chris edgerton at wheels 1993 asks if i haven't played apex since launch is it a good time to come back or are we stuck in a fighting game situation where only killers are left <laughs> khalib i know you're a big fighting game fan oh. how do you feel about this
1: first shout out to wheels because wheels is, is fantastic i see i see uh, him shout on twitter, out to wheels on twitter all the time um now is the perfect time to jump into Apex. Like I feel like at the start of every season, you get a little bit of a of a, of a reboot, and mm-hmm. you get to kind of come into it semi fresh. Like the things that you are going to miss are, you know, the meta of the particular map at that point in time. If you're not used yeah. to way, the way that people are playing, if you're not used to the team comps that people are kind of uh, are digging into at that moment in in the in the game, then then you miss out on some of that stuff. But you pick up on that fairly quickly um and 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 it feels like you know the killers that are here now have always been there they haven't gone anywhere like (laughs) the people who are dropping 10 to 15 kills a match like those people you just have to run away from anyway and just pray yeah (laughs) just pretty much hope you make it out of there alive anyway so pretty um, much yeah it feels like now is the perfect time for anybody to jump into to, to apex andrew how do you feel about this you are do you agree
2: yeah, I I think it's probably a good time to come back. Um, like Ha said, I mean it's the the killers are still out there, but like it's there's still enough freshness coming into the game where it's like okay now everyone's kind of back at square one in a in a way where there's map changes, so not everyone's gonna know the map changes right off the bat. So you're kind of in the same pool as everyone there. Um, there might be gun changes that kind of everyone has to get used to. So, yeah, I mean, the beginning of every season is, is probably the time to get back into the game. You know, if you don't have time, there's always at the very least,
0: at the very least to your point, like now is the time to get in because everybody is kind of talking about it, having fun with it. Yeah. I think at the very least, even if you don't necessarily stay with the game for a long time, Chris, I think you can at least get some really fun matches in with some friends in the meantime. Uh, and kind of just get to, I mean, it's free to play. Like there's no risk for you, right? Like, um, just jump in, try it out and, and see if it sticks. And if not, at least you had a good time. Like that's kind of where, where I fall on it. Um, where, as opposed to like, you know, if I want to get into Mortal Kombat right now, like I'd have to go and drop, (laughs) you know, 40, 50 bucks on it. And I might just get my ass handed to me the whole time. So, uh, it's free. There's, there's no risk. So maybe check it out and see, see what you think. Yeah. Uh Rihanna, friend of the show, asks, uh, what hop ups or attachments do you miss? Hmm. Disruptors.
2: Yeah, yeah disruptors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were Disruptory. they were so broken, but they were so I feel fun, like though.
0: Yeah. They they were very fun. I feel like um I kinda am missing the energy mags. Like that's that's a recent change yeah. that I'm still getting used to. But the fact that like I can't put an energy mag on a havoc, it's like, ooh, that like dramatically affects the way that I think about that weapon, yeah. um, and like, and it kind of changes like what uh, I'm playing with these days. Um, but I, I think I would probably side with with the other two. I think I would go disruptors for sure. Yep. Those were just oh,
1: so so good, good. so broken good. Yeah.
0: but fun, broken but so <laughs> good, and the way they sounded. Oh, oh, they're yeah. so good. Emmett asks, um, I'm really praying that next season's weapon won't be another sniper. If it isn't, what type of weapon would you like to see? I'm hoping for something quirky like the softball or EPG from Titanfall 2. Yeah. I think the softball is a grenade launcher. Yes. um, Mm -hmm. Which I would love to see in this game. Even if it's not like... It would probably have to be a crate weapon, but...
2: 100%.
0: You could maybe... I don't know. I feel like there's a world that exists where you could have a grenade launcher that is a common weapon. I, I think it would have to be like the wingman that has like three shots in it, four shots in it and you know they aren't like traditional grenade damage but i feel like it would be very cool to have a, a common weapon that that uh, requires like a little more kind of changes up the aim a little bit like something that lobs like i, I think that it could like be a fun mechanic but
2: yeah mm. it would definitely have to be a crate weapon though and not have like any Ammo, because <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, think of a grenade launcher in Apex. Like, it's definitely going to do some damage. So, <laughs> yeah, being sure. able to reload the thing and have a fresh, like, whatever round of grenades in there, kind of. Do
0: you so. ever think we'll see a uh rocket launcher in this game?
1: I hope mm-hmm. not. Yeah, Please I hope no. not. Yeah, no. Please no! Don't make <laughs> rocket launches for this game. Please don't do it. Don't Especially don't do with it. all that verticality, that would be awful everyone's
2: gonna cheese the hell out of that thing yeah
1: Yeah. like you'd have to make the area of effect like so small you like you'd have to you'd have to like hit somebody directly with it to make it and
2: at that point it would be pointless to put something like that in the game
1: yeah Yeah. i do i i don't think we're gonna
0: see a sniper rifle next um i would like to see a pistol like a new sort of pistol come into play Mm. that is maybe a little more enticing like in, in the long game, um, I I also like I I know there's like the re forty five, I am not somebody who uses that uh, gun that much or the attachment for it. Yeah. Um. So maybe I'm like speaking um from an ignorant place, but I just feel like I am that is not a weapon that is equipped to be used in the very end game. You know that that's like definitely like early early ten minutes. Like I'm gonna put I'm gonna replace that even if I have the the hop up for it.
2: Oh, you um, mean the P twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, and I guess yeah. the I guess the wingman is a pistol, but I don't know. I just feel like there there's more space there mm-hmm. um, to have something cool come in. Uh, I would like to see something like that over like a new SMG or assault rifle. Like I think we have a lot of those right now, um, or maybe like even just like I'd love to see like an update to those old guns. We talked earlier about like having like using shield batteries to augment weapons. Like yeah. maybe maybe instead of getting a new weapon next season, they, they do an overhaul. On the current weapons and say, okay, hey, here's four more weapons that you can use the shield battery with, and here's how their alternate fire mode works. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. But I don't know. I want a Seems crate like grenade.
1: A... That's what I want. <laughs> I want a new what, like. A,
0: what, what do you think? Like a like a uh, like a flashbang or like a no?
1: See, because one of the things that I'm finding, um, because think about this in terms of the meta that we have right now, right? So you have mm-hmm. a lot of characters that either do a big area of effect. Uh, Blast with their ultimates so you have yeah. Bangalore and you have um, Gibraltar who do that mm-hmm. Watson was the counter for that right so you get that yeah. Watson throws up the shield you don't have to deal with it um, Revenant now gives you the ability to push and not die you can push twice mm-hmm. and not die yeah. the only thing that we see right now that's the kind of um, thing that frustrates me the most when I'm playing is there isn't anything to stop a push there's yeah. nothing that stops you from pushing hard it gives you something that you have to think about besides a Bangalore alt, where you have to maneuver through it. I yeah. want a nade that's a trap nade, so Ooh. something that slows you, something that gives you an error effect that you have to deal with, that you have to run through, uh, something that is um, something that either saps shield or something that does something that is causes you to stop your push in a in a yeah. good way. So, and it's only going to be in crates because it would be too OP to just have it laying around on the ground in in most crates and stuff like
0: that. Because I feel like thermite grenades kind of fulfill that a little bit, but in the same way, they are very, like, they are very, like, if you don't throw
1: it exactly right, like, it's it's useless, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be cool. Or it would be something in which you have to melee to use it. So, like, you remember Gears of War where you could tag somebody with a nade and they blow up?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So you'd get a nade that you would get from a crate, and it would you'd have to be in a, in melee range to be able to use it. And it's something that's connected to your melee attack. Um, but then when you do that thing, it, like, blacks out somebody's screen or it does something really, really yeah. uh, intrusive to make them have to, like, again, stop their push, reevaluate if they're going to take that fight, and then you can regroup. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah it would, I want something like that. I feel like that. Some sort would of like tripwire or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can give because like Watson's thing doesn't do anything. It like sl- yeah. slows you down a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't really do much. Like if yeah. you had a you got to roll like right a, through it. Yeah, if you had or like a just easily grenade. shoot the post. Yeah, exactly. Like there's so many ways you can get around that stuff. I want something that's offensive but defensive. Like you use it in an offensive way, but it's a defensive minded um, grenade. That's a that's a great pick. Yeah. I like Thank that you. a lot. Uh, two more questions, and then
0: we're out of here. Uh, John asks, with all these weapon changes, what are your ideal loadouts now? Also, is the Havoc straight t- trashed here, <laughs> since there's no turbocharger? Huh.
2: Ooh. I didn't know they got rid of the turbocharger. Yep. Yeah, I missed that, honestly. Yep.
1: Yep. Uh, no more Havoc uh, turbocharger. Huh. I mean... <laughs> and there's no extended mag. Yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I mean, Maybe the interesting John. part about Havocs right now <laughs> is, it, yeah, I mean... Havocs right now feel more like a aim down sight, hip fire, medium, yeah. medium to close range weapon now. Like it wasn't a thing that, I mean, I used the Havoc for sniping when I didn't want to pick up a sniper when you can single shot it, right? Oh, you use the select fire? Okay. Yeah, I use a select fire to make that thing. Like it, was, it gave me a secondary option to be able to use yeah. it in that way. Um, but in terms of loadout now, it's still for me 301 and then some, some version of a sniper rifle. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause I want to be able to take up close fights where the three Oh one does a lot of good work mm-hmm, and feels sure. like it's pretty steady, but I also know that the map requires you to have long range weapon fights and being able to take a long bow with me or a triple take at this point, which I used to hate. Um, <laughs> now, now <laughs> I know
0: I, I'm kind of in a, I'm a, in a similar spot with the triple take. Oh yeah. Like with a choke, it's so nasty right now. So yeah, yeah it is. So like, yeah. Uh, huh? So three Oh one, you said, and then a sniper. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. I think I'm kind of in a similar spot. Like I, I was for a while, I would go on R99 and then I'd go an LMG like the Spitfire or devotion. Um, or even like a havoc if I had like a, a mag yeah. on it. Um, mm-hmm. I just, we, we've talked about it a couple times on the show, me and Andrew, the R99 just isn't really getting it done for me anymore. Same. Um, and the 301 is kind of coming back to that as well. Like, that gun just has like great recoil, mm-hmm. very steady. Uh, it's just kind of like old faithful. You know what I mean? Like, no, there's not a circumstance where I don't want an R301 yep. on my character. Yeah. Um, yep. And I'm like, I'm in a weird place with snipers right now. Like. I feel like I've just, I've honestly just been off with them lately. Like I used to, the longbow used to be like my main weapon. And then once they got rid of the skull piercer, I kind of like dropped it. Uh, Mm. And I feel like I'm, I'm kind of out of practice on snipers. And so I've been in a weird place with the meta. Like I have been rocking like peacekeepers and stuff, which is like really weird for world's edge. Yeah. Um, I don't like
1: peacekeepers anymore. Like peacekeepers to me just feel really, it's
2: too inconsistent
1: now. Yeah. For me at least. I think
0: it. I like it because I play Pathfinder and I can get in people's face real quick. Yeah. Uh and make sure I get that shot. Yeah. But if I was playing any other character, like I would I probably would maybe not not use the peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I def- I definitely have better luck with it than Andrew does. Because <laughs> yeah. he'll like he'll
2: pop him in the face yeah. and it's like fourteen damage. Well, yeah. and
0: I consistently get like hundreds and I'm like, let's go. Like this yeah. is I
2: mean, like I honestly I wish I would think about it a little bit more in the moment, but I should start saving clips (laughs) of when I'm like, this person's shields are broken. I have charged up this peacekeeper with the choke. I've hit them square in the chest, and somehow they still get me. And yeah, I I don't know. Like, it it just seems it's so RNG. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't use it that much anymore unless I absolutely have to. The R99, I'm still, like, pretty iffy on. But like I still use that um, Sentinel is like my new sniper rifle. So I, I don't that. use I, yeah. only
1: only time I'll pick up a ninety nine at this point is if I know if like if it's near me and I need a I need a weapon. But I never yeah. aim down sights with a ninety nine anymore. It's all hip fire.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will only Absolutely. hip fire it.
1: And it's the same with the, with an Eva because like I would much rather an Eva to shotgun you multiple times and know I'm getting damage on you than have to deal with. Uh, peacekeeper missing and stuff. But the question I had for you, Alex, really quick on terms of sniping stuff mm-hmm. was, are you messing around with the per optics settings at all? I do. Yes. Um,
0: like you mean, like if I pick up like a two to four times, like, am I adjusting that?
1: Yeah. Cause that, that changed a lot of the way that I use my snipers now is like, mm-hmm. I know one of the biggest gripes was that anything that's longer than a three time scope feels like you're just moving way too slow across yeah you know across your your vision and moving mm-hmm. that up a bunch even higher than my normal uh sensitivity has made a huge difference in the way that i snipe maybe um, i need to mess with that then yeah it was it was something that I'm, i played around because i was like I, i'm moving at the same speed usually for most yeah. of the weapons that i use uh, and actually this is because i was missing a lot with my peacekeeper um <laughs> I was, and i was like oh i'm missing so much with my peacekeeper that i'm not hip firing it the right way um and then figured out I was like oh if i move the scopes up and move them a little bit faster um I'll maybe works. my targets a little bit better. Hmm.
0: Yep. Maybe i need to do that because yeah i kind of feel similarly. Mm. Um, and it, does it work like if i have a 2 to 4 times if i'm in the 2 times setting it's one way and on the 4 times it's the other like yeah, it's not absolutely. just like
1: per oh that's cool okay. Yeah so like per like per scope you can set of a, a different variance on on huh. you know that's really your, cool. Your, uh, that is really Sensitivities cool. yep.
0: Because like i I think I would yeah if I can if I can customize that more then mm-hmm. that's that's very enticing And like, you have the firing range too? Yep. That's that's a good point. So yeah. You don't have
2: to do it while you're actually playing a game to figure all that out, so. Yep. Because
0: right now like if I have a charge rifle, I'm pretty set because I like the way that I can lead my shots better because it has that that laser in the, before the big shot mm-hmm. and I feel like that really helps me. Uh, But when it comes to, like, longbow and stuff like that, I feel like I'm just shooting in the dark. Yeah. Um, Yep. So I'm going to try that out. That's a a very good tip. Um, Last question comes from Nathan. Nathan writes in. I know last year in one of the Jumpmaster podcasts, you talked about where you think Apex will be after their one year anniversary. Um, What have been the things you wished they would have fixed slash added to the game by now or in the past year that they haven't added. And where do you think the game will be at the two year anniversary? So let's pick one each. Uh, One thing that we thought um, would have been added to the game by now. And one thing that we want to see added. I think for me, uh solo mode. Like I think that would have been like a permanent mainstay by now mm. um, that I'm, I'm kind of bummed that isn't, but I mean, I kind of, I definitely get like the considerations that go into that sort of thing, like green lighting it as a permanent mode for sure. Um, but I think like I've just had like, I've had a lot of great, ex- I've actually had recently had great experiences with some, some of my squads, like people being very friendly and stuff like that. But also over the past year, I've had squads that like are kind of playing solo games themselves and, <laughs> It's <laughs> like why don't we just make this official, you know what i mean? Yeah. Um and so that's kind of where i'm at with that. Uh what about you Khalif?
1: I was hoping for duos to 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 be a thing that mm, they yeah. kind of jumped in in a real way. I was hoping that that was going to be a thing for sure. Yeah. Um and honestly i'm i'm still a little bit surprised that they haven't played around with the economy stuff in a real way yet. And what do you mean by that? Like with the like the red chips that you get
0: and stuff like that? Yeah, like that, like that stuff yeah. just
1: still feels like there's no way to really get anything worth uh, from it, yeah. like it yeah. still feels ah. like it takes way too long to get enough currency to 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 build that extra, oh, yeah. you know, skin or whatever that you wanted to build. So I'm, I'm a little bit worried about that stuff. But it, I'm 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 really excited about the fact that they you know continue to make big changes in you know the, towards the end of uh year one, which was like the 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 keys for the for the for the loot caves yeah. and stuff like that, or for the vaults, I should say. Um, that and like just having those bots fly around was such a huge difference in the way that you think about, you know, acquiring loot. Um, yeah, so that stuff yep. was really smart, a really, really good implementation of like really small changes that definitely change the way you play the game. So, a good job on yeah, that. I totally knock some stuff,
2: totally agree on that. Yeah, uh, Andrew, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see some other interesting ways of how loot is distributed to players. Mm. Um, like obviously, you know, we had the flyers in Kings Canyon. We had the loot bots, you know, the loot, loot ticks ed. as yeah, well, loot ticks and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we we don't have those anymore. So yeah, like maybe I don't know, just something creative, you know. They they had the whole uh, dropship in like when the game first you know landed too. So like that was kind of fun to anticipate or not anticipate, but. Dropping the ship when it's trying to land somewhere on the map and just have like yeah. bunch of players up there, you know, right now they still have the Mirage voyage or whatever. The and hell
0: they have the called. train. I feel like the train took the place of that, um, mm. which is exciting because like, wh- I could see like a lot of other interesting things that they add in terms yeah. of like some sort of, you know, transportation that is going across the map. Like, I feel like they get really, uh, into like the nitty gritty as far as like the lore goes and like come up with like some, yeah. like what if one of them like this is in the Titanfall universe what if like one of them is like you know uh, there's a massive Titan walking around and you have to drop on it and like get inside of it to get the loot like there's so oh, many like
1: that'd be so cool good. things that they could
0: do that like oh, that, so like good. just pulling from the universe like there, there's like a lot of that stuff like I know like a lot of the old Titanfall stuff wouldn't work in terms of like PVP but I think like PVE stuff they could implement from those games and like have some cool stuff so For here's sure.
2: here's kind of a cool idea. Okay. What if there was an area on the map that was super high loot, like super high tier loot, like fully kitted guns, and like not not the blue circle, like higher than that, like like the same amount of like that sort of stuff. Okay, but like you might there might be like a couple gold shields there, maybe like a mm-hmm. gold weapon or something, and you can go for it, but that area is being like patrolled by like a non-playable Titan. And like, if you awesome. get caught by the Titan, like it's obviously going to just destroy your shit. So that I don't cool. know. That, that's a cool idea. I think to like implement Titans into the game Yeah. where it's not being controlled by a player, but it's guarding like a high tier loot area, which yeah. high, re- high risk, high reward, that sort of thing. Or they can just you
1: out of the game and just make you play Minesweeper to get the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll just be a Minesweeper yeah.
2: bot somewhere that you have to yeah, like right? pick the right ones and not die. Yeah. That's and funny. I'm, I'm sure they're doing some sort of, I'm sure they're still thinking of cool ideas, you know? Like we've oh, yeah. seen it over the last year and I'm excited to see what they come up with.
0: I uh, This will be the last thing I say before we get out of here. Um, we've been playing call of duty together, the three of us and been playing capture the flag mode. And I was thinking for a limited time mode, it would be awesome if uh, you drop in, uh, it's, it's like, it's three, three man squads, like usual 20 teams and five of the teams are tasked with, uh, grabbing neutral flags that are placed around the map. And then the rest of the, the teams are tasked with taking them out And if you are not carrying a flag, you have a movement buff. Like everybody on the team has a movement buff and it's like you have to drop in, uh, get the flag and then take it to in order to like survive slash win the game. uh, Each of the teams have to like take it, take the flag from one point to another on the map and you kind of have to escort uh, like this flag across the map as Ooh. other teams are coming for you. I feel like that could be a really fun map, uh, really fun uh, game mode, but that of course won't be anything permanent or, or <laughs> even, I'm not even, I'm not on the team. So it's not going to be a thing.
1: But. <laughs> <laughs> I had, a, I had but, an idea like that really quickly. That was like for Fortnite, yeah. And it was basically Ooh. like each POI you had to take over. Right? Oh yeah. And then and then you like had like a battle. King of the Hill situation? Yeah, you had to like battle for each POI and then and That's then you a, had that'd to be like, awesome. And then you continue to kind of move towards the, the center of the map or whatever to like take them take them all over and then the person who has the team that has the most of those gets to win. But yeah. That would be awesome. That would be cool. I, yeah. Yeah. That, that that's super cool
0: well that's gonna do it for the show this week of course uh you can follow khalif at Kins on twitter k-a-h-j-a-h-k-i-n-s but khalif if people want to find out uh more about spawn on me or listen to, to all the shows and then in the twitch streams will you point them point them in the right direction yeah where, absolutely where can, where can they go
1: yeah, you can go to Uh That's the main hub for most of our stuff. Uh, you can check out our archive shows there. Uh, again, twitch.tv slash me is where you can check us out there every Thursday, 7 p.m. Uh, PST. Uh, patreon.com if you want to... Uh, patreon.com slash me if you want to help support the show, make make Mercago grow uh, and also get uh, my addendum show some more thoughts uh, to be able to hear uh, other things that may not necessarily be gaming related uh, there. A couple of quick things that are happening for me and the rest of the crew uh would be uh i'm going to dice uh which is a huge conference uh from the academy of arts and sciences Uh, i'll be doing a roundtable discussion i'll be leading a roundtable discussion with some of the biggest names in the industry there Um, and then in march i'll be going to gdc Uh, so you'll probably see me on kind of funny you'll probably see me in a couple of places as well uh getting some love and hanging out with the wonderful folks over across the world Um, And yeah, like we're trying to build out cool stuff. Uh, We're trying to figure out good ways to uh, make podcasting look and sound a little bit different through the the lens Mm -hmm. of of blackness that we kind of share and also trying to figure out how YouTube works. So yeah, go to (laughs) youtube.com slash one on me uh, and you'll be able to see uh, all of our shows that we tape uh, on Twitch will be broken out into videos that go up there as well. So, again, thank you boys for having me. Uh, I am very excited that we got a chance to hang out tonight. Uh, I love you both. And also, uh, Drew, can I please use the sniper rifle next time? Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) well thank you for joining us Kalief. Uh we really appreciate you having you coming on the show and and uh we really just appreciate playing the game with you it's been a lot of fun lately um this is gonna do it for the show uh follow me at it's van aiken follow andrew at papa drew bear don't forget uh review subscribe on itunes support us on patreon and uh, join the discord at okbeast.com slash discord uh that's gonna do it for this week stay legendary this is my favorite.
1: Noice